In the UK, the British government has joined a number of other Western nations in condemning the coup in Gabon on Wednesday. The country's military has named one of its generals as the new transitional leader. The country's longtime president, Ali Bongo, has been put under house arrest and a curfew is in place. Well, the military takeover in Gabon is the eighth in West and Central Africa since 2020 and the second after Niger. The BBC's Africa regional editor, Will Ross, has more. On the streets of Gabon, celebrations for Africa's latest military leader. Earlier, a dozen senior officers said for the sake of peace they were putting an end to what they called the regime and were taking over. They cancelled the result of last weekend's election. Many journalists and observers were barred from monitoring the vote. The opposition said it was a sham. And it was no surprise when this man, President Ali Bongo, was declared the winner. I'm Ali Bongo, Ondimba, President of Gabon. And I'm to send a message to all the friends. But this is him appealing for help just hours after being detained by the military in his presidential palace. For the people here have arrested me. Here's the president's father, Omar Bongo, at Downing Street in the 70s. The same family's been in power in Gabon since 1967. Today, people are celebrating what looks like the end of the Bongo dynasty. These coups seem to be contagious. This is Niger, which also saw a military takeover last month. It's been a key Western ally in the fight against violent extremism in an increasingly unstable region. Along with some highly suspicious elections and eight coups in just three years, democracy in Africa is taking a battering. As people celebrate the military takeover in Gabon, many on the continent are wondering where's next. Will Ross, BBC News. Well, let's head live now to Mayani Jones. And Mayani, it just, in some ways, it just feels like another day, another coup on the continent. And it's just over a month since the coup in Niger. Army officers have named a new general. What do we know about this new transitional leader? Yes, they have. His name is Brice Ingema, and he heads uh, the Republican Guard in Gabon. That's the uh, unit of the military that was in charge of ensuring uh, the protection of President Bongo just before uh, they deposed him. So he was one of the most powerful men in the Gabonese army. He was in a, in a position of privilege. He was in charge of uh, security. He beefed up the Republican Guard when he was appointed not too long ago, uh, increased the number of personnel that was there, made sure that they were better trained. And many people would have seen him as an intrinsic part of uh, the Bongo kind of power apparatus, but it seems uh, that he was at the forefront of uh, the army generals that decided to overtake uh, the country after this weekend's elections, which were disputed by the opposition, which the army has now also said they think uh, were fraudulent. Uh, lots of international observers weren't allowed in, journalists weren't allowed in, so it's really hard to find out how uh, clear they were, but this is a, a family that's been in power for over 50 years and has now been uh, overtaken by one of their kind of closest allies. And, I mean, let's look now at the international community. Has there been any reactions so far? In Niger, many countries condemned the coup, 
But what actually can be done to stop this trend of military takeovers that we're seeing? Yeah, this coup has been condemned by France, by the United States and by the African Union. Uh, they've all asked for a return to uh, democratically to a democratically elected government. I think the, the situation in Gabon is different uh, to Niger. I think the junta here clearly has a lot of support within the Gabonese population, many of whom uh, were frustrated by the Bongos' long rule. This family has been in power, as I said, for more than 50 years. And for a lot of people, I think they would rather see the military take over than a continuation of that. In uh, Niger, on the other hand, uh, it was a democratically elected president who hadn't been in power for that long. And so the situations in each country are slightly different. There are all these kind of internal dynamics at play that really influence what is happening. But one thing is undeniable is that they're contagious, that uh, no matter what the different circumstances are that are leading to coups in across Africa, it seems that in different countries, uh, armies that are unhappy with the government are seeing what's happening in countries like Niger and Mali and Burkina Faso and deciding actually maybe we can do the same. It's not clear what can be done. I mean, negotiations have been ongoing in Niger since the coup in late July. Uh, different um, diplomatic envoys, particularly from ECOWAS, the West African Regional Bloc, have gone in to speak to the junta. They don't seem to have made very much progress. Sanctions in places like Mali and Burkina Faso haven't necessarily worked. So. It's unclear really what the international community can do to apply pressure on any country that, that commits a coup. And the problem with that is that if uh, it's not seen as something that can be punished, that can be cracked down on, if there are no real consequences for carrying out a coup, then there's nothing putting off other uh, armies, other generals on the continent from doing the same thing. Manny Jones in Lagos, thank you for your analysis and insight on that.